eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Also, on the wide receiver room, you see what Wandell Robinson does. He adds depth to that receiver room clearly, and it starts to not look like a stinking heaping pile. Felt bad for Marcus Johnson that he dropped that touchdown pass. Luckily, it still resulted in points. Great throw. It was. It's a great throw. Daniel Jones, too, seeing, seeing Darius Slayton back there. Darius Slayton's speed, and we've talked about this, while it didn't result in a ton of volume and catches and getting him near 100 yards, him getting held and tugged in the end zone, that pass interference – is yep. such a huge play in the game. I saw there were a lot of Raven fans on social media complaining. How do you call that there? That was so far and above, you know, a pulling around. Darius Slayton got tugged. But that that happens when you are a receiver that, you know, needs to be feared a little bit by a defense. They got to play a little tougher. You got to have the speed to get away where you're going to get pulled. Darius Slayton, just simply his presence on the field caused that pass interference pull. It was so obvious. I mean, how could you not call it? I, I, I mean, I agree. You know, he played 45 snaps, which was the most of any Giants receiver yesterday. So it's quite clear that uh, what he did the previous week against Green Bay was rewarded. The Giants right. coaching staff said, as they have all along, Sean, they've been very truthful. You earn your snaps here. Well, he earned them against Green Bay and he earned them again yesterday. And if he continues to perform, why can't he be a bigger part of this offense going forward? No reason he can. No reason he can. And now you start to okay, you know, if they ever got anything out of freaking Tony or even Galladay, at this point, though, Slayton and Wandell, I start to take him as at least an adequate one-two punch for the Giants, and we'll see as they go through there. I mean, at least it's reputable. At least you step on the field, you feel like you have a shot at the yeah. wide receiver position. They'll, they'll need more than that, Sean, but that's I understand a good start. that, but, but Paul, we were, we were starting with – David Sills and what else right now? Now we're starting to yeah. at least gain a little ground there. I understand it's not a finished product, but at least it's something to build on. Uh, also, offensively, and, and remember, Mark, Marcus Johnson's only been here a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. Let, let's see if he can still give them something more. Yeah. And they also and brought Foster. Robert Foster back Foster. to the practice squad. Yeah, I Foster know these guys are not household names. Fantasy football people aren't going to care. But they can give you something. And the tight end room. What can you say about rookie Daniel Bellinger? I mean, 
gone are the days, and I, I don't want this to be an anti-Evan Ingram because it's almost not fair to them. They're different kinds of players. But how many of those drops used to drive you nuts and kill drives? Daniel Bellinger might not be streaking down the field like George Kittle for 40-yard seams, but when you throw it to him, boy, does he catch it. What a great throw and catch, pitch and catch between Jones and Bellinger. Uh, and Bellinger is accepting way more of the playbook now as well. And Bellinger's blocking has been superb at times. For a day three rookie, Paul, the Giants are getting all that and more out of Daniel Bellinger. He, you know, he, he's sneakily becoming one of the 10 most important players on the team at this point. See, now everybody sees why all summer I kept calling him Jake Ballard because that's who he is. He's Jake Ballard 2.0. And if you're the Giants with the kind of offense that you run, that's a very good thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It it just, it's unbelievable. I tell you too, Bellinger's working his way up the charts. That might be a jersey purchase. Santa might have to leave that under the tree for me at this point. (laughs) That might be the next jersey I'm wearing to MetLife Stadium. All right, so Paul, big picture here too. Uh, Daniel Jones, passing stats where they threw the yards. Was it a 300-yard game? No, it wasn't. Throws for 173, gets the two touchdowns, no picks. Has the fumble that's really, again, it's a throwaway at the end of the half, 19-27. I think the stats from people not watching the games, maybe only watching a little NFL red zone, don't jump out at you and you feel like, okay, he's being a game manager, and he is in many ways. But Daniel Jones in these fourth quarters is just so calm, cool, and collected. And it would have been very easy, by the way, for the Giants, after getting that turnover down 2017, to settle for three, and they don't. They end up getting in the end zone. Forget Daniel Jones just making the throws at the right time, because a lot of it still is running the ball as well. Uh, Daniel Jones wasn't much with his legs on Sunday either. Who knows? You know, ankle's still healing up. But he is becoming a real field general late in these games. Five of five, right, down the stretch when they really needed him. Uh, Ten of 14 for 93 yards in the second half. I will say this, all right, I give so much credit to Dable and Kafka because, as I said on the pregame show, little birdie had told me they were going to try to open it up much more in this game, and they did. They came out throwing the ball, Sean. They they were not the typical giants of the past month. They, they came out throwing it a little bit more. Now, they weren't necessarily long bombs, but they were throwing it a little bit more. Well, let me give you a couple of numbers here because I think it's very significant, and it just goes to prove that old school is still successful school. I said to Mike Kafka the other day, and I put this up on my Twitter, and I said it on the postgame show yesterday. What Mike Kafka is doing is remixing old golden oldies from Elvis Presley, bringing the <laughs> 50s rock and roll remixing it like they did with Boz in the movie and bringing Elvis back to life again. Well, they're bringing old school football back to life again with the Giants because they're relying on old school principles of balance and running the ball and using two tight ends and using wishbone backfields and and doing wheel routes and doing all the kinds of things that fancy video game football people don't usually do but they're dressing the stuff up in different ways to bring these things back to life. Let me give you something here. They're down 13-10 in the third quarter, and they go on a 14-play, 59-yard field goal drive. Eight of those plays were running plays. Now, this comes after the Giants had only run the ball nine times in the entire first half for 16 yards. But this coaching staff said, we're not going to get impatient. We're not going to start flinging the ball around the yard. 
We're not going to do that, even though the Ravens secondary is not supposed to be very good. No, no. We're going to stick to what our guys do well. And our guys are physical. We run the ball well. And when we have balance, we give Daniel Jones a better chance to make the clutch plays that he needs to make. So then on the next drive, they get the ball back. And they go 12 plays and 75 yards. Bellinger catches the eight-yard touchdown pass. Seven of the 12 plays were runs. Now, they only got 16 yards on the runs. But what they showed the Ravens are, we're going to stand up to you. We're going to do what we want to do. And even if we don't get yards on those plays, we're showing you we're not afraid to be balanced. Right. And we're going to keep you honest. That's what I'm talking about. How about this? On those two drives combined, 15 runs and only 11 passes. Okay, this this to me is where coaching really shows up. No doubt. No doubt. Paul, it's just incredible. The coaching, I mean, right now, if you had to poll everybody, it almost feels unanimous that Brian Dable at this point would be coach of the year. And I'll leave you with this. The Giants aren't going to say this in the locker room. The Giants aren't going to talk about this. They are so focused day by day. But now this team has beaten the Titans, Packers, and and Ravens. And we need to talk to it just from a fan's perspective here. They're 5-1, and Paul. Five and six football the rest of the way gets you to 10 wins. I, you don't have to say it, I'll say it. It borders on if they were to collapse from this point forward, it would feel like a disappointment if they don't get the 10 wins or aren't, you know, if 10 wins doesn't get you in for whatever reason, I think the NFC it would. This team should be a 10 win football team now, Paul. Yeah, I, I do think that uh, you could start talking about that. And to be frank with you, Sean, I did look at the numbers. And now we got to say it, since 1990, teams that were 5-1 and one have made the playoffs 83% of the time. Something so else, if you want to tell me that, that you're starting to think that way, I can't stop you because yeah. it's, it's only logical. The mathematicians will yeah. tell you the numbers add up. And they had some weird years under Coughlin where they started 6-2 and two and collapsed and didn't make the playoffs and all of that. And I understand that. And I understand the depth of the roster. And I understand injuries, right? Saquon goes down. That could change things. But, look, call it like we see it. The Giants are beating teams that nobody thinks they should. So why should you not go in expecting, especially in this next run of games, to win games? Now, they're underdogs, according to Vegas here, versus the Jaguars. That I don't understand, but I know the Giants don't care because they've embraced the underdog role. They've already won four games outright as underdogs. But this is just, it's been an incredible journey. And and too many seasons, Paul, too many seasons. The kids would be trick-or-treating on Halloween and the Giants season would be long gone. And you'd be watching college football, worrying about who you're drafting. And we have real, tangible, meaningful football. I can't wait to get the turkey knife out on Thanksgiving and beat the freaking Cowboys in a few weeks. Let's go. Think of it this way. Right. Think of it this way. Worst thing that can happen. Right. They go on a four game losing streak. They're five and five going to Dallas on Thanksgiving, knowing full well that that game is like the most monumental game on the schedule. They they guarantee you they've guaranteed you with this five and one start that you will be on the edge of your seat for every snap for at least another month, if not longer. Yeah, absolutely. And the NFL appreciates it, appreciates it. No matter what, Thanksgiving is now a relevant game. That's what 5-1 and one has done. Ratings will be through the roof that yeah. day. Can't wait. Can't wait. Hey, but one step at a time, one game at a time, just as the Giants have done. The Jaguars up next, coached by Doug Peterson, who, by the way, Giant fans, you want to think about the playoffs. You want to think and taste about the playoffs. 
Remember the last time the Giants could have made the playoffs? It was Doug Peterson who sat his quarterback at the end of the first half, bringing in Nate Sudfeld. We were robbed of a playoff spot because of Doug Devisor Peterson. Now we get to go kick his ass on Sunday and tell him, now we don't need you sitting anybody. We're going to put you out the misery. Let's go, Giants. We're, uh, we're marching towards the playoffs. The Doug Peterson Revenge Bowl for us. Sean, you outdid yourself. I thought you'd wait till Thursday. Nope. Screw that. I'm fired up. Boy. <laughs> you want Peterson today. <laughs> I've had enough. I want Peterson's head on his spigot tonight. Let's go. Let's the game. All right. You can follow Paul on Twitter. At Giants WFAN. And you can follow me at Mirage CBS. Thank you for taking another one giant step with us.